0: Okay, let's do this. Something else about gender today, so super good. Over the next few minutes, you are going to learn how to talk to your nine-year-old who might be questioning their gender. And welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul, and I sit in a car each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. I'm going to read you the whole question because it's really, it's a really lovely question. Do you have any ideas for a parent with a nine-year-old possibly questioning their gender? I am terrified but need to prepare and educate myself for the road ahead. My answer this week comes from the courage pillar of the Evolved Family Method. You will probably know by now there are three pillars in that method, courage, kindness and growth. And the courage pyramid is where we learn how to speak up around things, start conversations, speak up around things that are complicated, um, notice what the world says is the right way to do things, and um, maybe have to stand up for our child when their way does not fit what the world says, and confront our fear. One thing I know about parenting is that when I have felt panicked and fearful for my child, I am not able to connect with them and connection at the end of the day is the most important thing that we can do and have with our child. So this question about a child who is questioning their gender, a situation like that can bring up a lot of fear and anxiety in a parent. And that's why we head into the courage pillar to work out what the options are. So point one, The most important thing is connection. And why do I say that connection is the opportunity that we have or connection arises out of a feeling of understanding. So when we can show our child that we understand how they're feeling or their experience, like we're, we're connected to them no matter what is going on that is how connection grows right so i have a story in my life where i didn't do this well um my teenage daughter might have been 13 or 14 and she was telling me about a complexity at school to do with her friend group and i remember feeling anxious for her and worried about her friend group and was she going to have enough friends or was she going to be ostracized in school and so We were sitting in this very car and I was driving her home and she was telling me these things and I was trying to help her solve the problem or minimize the problem. Oh, look, you know, it'll be okay. These things work out in the end. And when we got home, I parked up the car and as she got out of the car, and I still remember it clear as day, she turned to me, she said, mom, you have no understanding of what it's like to be a teen. You have no understanding what it's like to be a teen. And in that minute, I just sort of went. Oh no, I did not show understanding. I did not prioritize connection. What I did instead is say sort of platitudes and encouragements. "It's, It's going to be okay. Rather than really sitting next to her and listening to the complexity and difficulty of her situation, really wading in and using empathy to show her that I understood how crappy the situation really was. So to really connect with our child, through complex situations our own fear and anxiety needs to be handled in some other place not when they are there right we are not saying things to them to make us feel better we are talking to them and it, and I'm saying things that help them understand that we really hear what they're saying point number two the general advice parents will often get about complex issues, particularly to do with sex and particularly to do with gender, will be to follow the child's lead. Now, I'm actually not going to say that to you. We are not in the business of following our child's lead as a parent. I'm not sure where that comes from, but did you follow your child's lead when it came to um, vegetable consumption at home? Did you make sure they ate vegetables, whether or not they naturally wanted to. Do you follow your child's lead about bedtime? Do you follow your child's lead about how many sweets they consume? No. Why are we following our child's lead to do with gender and sex? It doesn't make sense, right? It's a bit of a cop-out to be quite honest. So when our child might be start saying things like, "Um, I'm not your son, I'm your child, so they're preferring gender-neutral language, we follow their lead in that respect. But if they said no more to us about that, except I'm your child, not your son, we have a responsibility as the adult in that relationship to continue to foster and create an experience of acceptance and love. And like we are interested in our child's things. So just like if our kid came home and said, oh, someone had a rugby ball at school today and it was super fun. I loved kicking it around. In our head, we might go, going. oh, they're interested in rugby. Maybe I'll turn on the rugby when they're around and see if that will foster a communication between us or um, when, they're, when it's Christmas time or if I'm trying to do a bonding activity, I might say, oh, Leinster is playing this week. I do want to go and watch it live, see if we can get tickets. So we actively move towards our child's interest to build this connection. Same thing in gender. Um, we may decide that if our child is interested in their gender and they're not sure what's going on, then we might find some magazine or a book about gender. There are even books to do with, I'm just thinking, um, Sex is a Funny Word uh, by Cory Silverberg is a book that, um, it talks about sex, but it does it in a gender-neutral way. So it can be really lovely, really lovely for a child who is... um, thinking about their gender and it's not just an accepted like okay I'm a girl or I'm a boy or whatever it is that they're really interested in it and wondering about it to get books that will use language that supports that questioning mindset right Um, you could um, subscribe to a YouTube channel that is interested in gender to help you learn, right? You might watch those YouTube videos Rather than having them in the headset You might have them playing when you're cutting the veg to make the stew or the soup or whatever it is You're cooking for dinner. So your child overhears, huh? My adult is interested in what I'm interested in too. They're learning more stuff so can you see how if we are prioritizing, prioritizing connection then Uh, Following our child's lead is just not good enough. Point number three, our child is not the same as someone else's child. And what I mean by that is you can hear, and the media does this very well, and online does this really well, lots of complex, difficult stories about children who question their gender or um, come out to their family as being trans or whatever it is. And the complexity of it. But there won't be, we'll have to search out stories of children who are trans or non-binary or whatever their identity is that feels right to them, who have had a supportive experience in their family, a supported experience in the healthcare system, and have gone on to lead interesting, partnered enjoyable lives. We will often hear the stories that aren't that. And so how could it be possible to stay focused on our child and meet their needs, whatever their needs are, rather than um, anticipating what could happen down the track? Every year that goes by, um, transgender rights are, um, well, they're still not great. They are improving. There is an amazing um, advocates who are working in this area. You might be interested in going down that path yourself because when you have a child that um, is sort of changing your viewpoint of the world, sometimes as a parent, we can become really inspired and excited about how the world could change for the better to support our kid and kids like them. Of course, you are going to make sure and keep track of your kid's mental health, your own mental health. Um, If there are any issues, you seek professional advice. Of course you do, but you do that in every other aspect of your child's health too, right? Um, Every time they have a cold, you don't go to the GP and spend 60 euros and get antibiotics. You get used to the fact that, okay, so there is complexity in life. Sometimes we get ill health um, but there are times when we really do need to reach out for support. So as a parent, you start getting used to um, what issues are things that we manage in our home and which issues need do we need to seek outside help for. You will have heard me, this is an aside really, uh, you all have heard me talk about this idea of being a courageous but tongue-tied parent. And one of the qualities of a courageous but tongue-tied parent is this deep desire to do the best for our child, right? Um, Give them an experience of growing up that is the most easy or the most supported or whatever it is. And at the same time not feel equipped about the actual how to do that. That is the experience of a courageous tongue-tied parent. Um, And having a kid that is questioning their gender, and not knowing what to do is exactly the experience of a courageous tongue-tied parent. But what we are hoping to work towards, and this questioner asked this question for this very reason, we are hoping to walk, work towards building an evolved communicating family that looks like it doesn't matter what complexity and Um, individuality our child is growing into. We have the skills to be able to create connection with them no matter what. We understand um, what are the topics of conversation we can have with them that are going to ease them along their journey of learning and discovering and growing. And we have the skills uh, and the supports to care for ourselves in this process because as parents, we are not robots and we need support. And there are some parts of support that we can absolutely give ourselves, and there are some that we need to reach out for other people. And so, um, just keep in mind, right, that this is a a whole sort of full model of moving from courageous and tongue-tied over to this um, building and our, our evolved communicating family. And um, there is a lot of nuance and and um, awareness that goes into that process. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. And if you would like to find out the next time the Evolve School opens so you can learn about the Evolved Family Method, uh, head over to sarahsprayle.com forward slash evolve and pop your details into those boxes that you'll find there. And I will do the rest of the work and let you know when it's opening next. Bye for now.